Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's be on our feet. We have a song before this message comes forth. I believe God that the, the choir will help us and the Holy Spirit will help us too. Amen? Praise the Lord. The song, I believe, is very simple. It goes like this. See me true, Lord Jesus, see me true. See me true, Lord Jesus, see me true. There's a race to be long. That's a victory to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. See me true, Lord Jesus, see me true. See me true, Lord Jesus, see me true. That's the race to be
Lord, to be true indeed. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. Mighty and everlasting Father, Lord, we thank you. Father, we bless your holy name. Lord, we glorify you because you are our God. Thank you because you are the beginning and the ending. Thank you because you are the Alpha and Omega. Thank you because you are the Rose of Sharon. Thank you because you are the Lily of the Valley. Thank you because you are El Shaddai. Thank you because you are Elohim. Thank you because you are mighty God. There is none like you. Oh, thank you because you are our all-sufficient one. Thank you because you are our Egebor. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. Glory be unto your name, Lord Jesus. Father, accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord, this afternoon, Lord, we ask that you glorify your name. Father, speak to our situations, O Lord. All that we need for this race. Father, we ask that you bestow upon us in the name of Jesus. Every power that will not allow us to reach home. Father, we ask because of the precious blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary. Father, that those power, O Lord, be defeated on our behalf even this day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Let's take our seats. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have filled the membership form, you must have come across a page that says Statement of Faith for this church. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to read one of these statements. It's on what we believe concerning redemption, salvation. It says, Salvation is the gift of God to man, separate from works and law, and is made operative by grace through the faith in Jesus Christ, producing works acceptable to God. That is from Ephesians 2, 8. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. By the grace of God, we are looking at a topic this afternoon, titled Salvation. Salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'll give you a quick uh, story. There was a family. They have a very lovely daughter. And this girl was not, you know, she was not doing well in the way of the Lord. She just wanted to have her own way. She wanted to do things in her own way. So the parents, they took her to their pastor for counseling. And throughout the session of the counseling, this girl was not at ease. She was not interested with what was going on. 
she was just doing her own thing as usual. So, eventually, she didn't really have a change of mind. And so, they prayed and they left to the parents. And this girl, they, they drove out of the church. And on the way, there was an accident. A tanker load of fuel collided with their vehicle. She was sitting in the front. The parents were at the back and the driver. And in the course of the commotion, they were trying to rescue the people in the vehicle. Because of the compression of the vehicle, they managed to get out those that are at the back, but they struggled to get her out. In the course of that, fire broke out and the vehicle was consumed with fire. Where do we think this unfortunate soul will end? She had every opportunity to give her life, but she did not. The parents even tried, but she ended up in this way. That will not be our story in the name of Jesus. As we look at this subject today, it will look quite simple to you, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus. In the course of the time, the outline will be present salvation, which we will be looking at born again. We look at evidence of salvation, or otherwise the marks of the new birth. We look at eternal salvation. We look at how to attain eternal salvation. And by the special grace of God, we will pray as we file out of this auditorium. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's turn our Bible to Matthew chapter 1. We'll be reading quite a lot of scripture today. Because I'm not preaching. I'm just reading the word to you. The Holy Spirit will expand the word in our hearts. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. The word of God says, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. I read verse 77. Luke chapter 1. Luke 1, 77. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. And Luke 3, 6. Luke 3, 6. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Let's go back to Matthew 4. Matthew 4, 16. Matthew 4, 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light. And to them which sat in the region and shadows of death, light is spring up. Titus 2, 
11. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. I read, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I read verses 3 to 8. John chapter 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And be born. Five. Jesus answers, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it liveth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Salvation is when God grants us immediate acceptance because we have realized that we are sinners. And we have come unto him truly in repentance. In Acts 4.12, salvation is only in the name of Jesus Christ. And we see in Romans 1.16 that the only tool to salvation is the gospel of Christ Jesus. There is no other way that a man can be saved. In Romans 10.10, the summary is, salvation is only confessed by the mouth when we believe from our heart. As we believe from our heart, we confess it. So it requires an action. You don't just assume, praise the Lord, you don't just assume that you are saved. You need to be sure that you have a conviction and that you have spoken it out as a confirmation of your faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When you look at what is called the present salvation, it means we have given our life unto the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, we are born again. Being born again is not by the work of any man. It doesn't require that we are justified because we are good. It is only by the grace. It is only by the grace. It is sure the work of grace alone. Praise the Lord. When you look at that encounter between Nicodemus and Lord Jesus Christ, Nicodemus asked a very good question. He said, how can a man be born when he's already old? Does he have to go back to the mother's womb 
And exactly that is the process of salvation. That is the process of being born again. You have to go back to your origin. You have to forsake all those things that you are doing before the realization that you are a sinner. And after that, you will come back as new. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Except we fix it where we started wrong. You know, in the Garden of Eden, the people took apple and they became sinners. The only redemption for them is the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. It is not by the good work. It is not because we know how to do anything right. But it's just by grace alone. So we have to go back to our origin. We have to experience a change, a transformation. And then we will come anew. Praise the Lord. There is a power that changed the Son of Man to the Son of God. We will experience that power as we open our heart unto Him. Praise the Lord. Then we will become sons and daughters of God. So if you have had that experience, praise the Lord for your life. But we have to live as sons of God indeed. Praise the Lord. That change is not biological. That change is spiritual. It is only of God alone. Amen? It is only of God alone. The question is, why do you want to be born again? Because there are a lot of people that struggle with that. I've been going to church several years, so why the need for this again? Why do I have a change of identity? Praise the Lord. If the Spirit of God is not in us, we cannot live holy. Praise the Lord. To be able to live holy, we need that spirit in us. And that spirit can only come when we become a child of God. When we become born again. Praise the Lord. What is this holiness we are talking about? It is when God, the image of God himself, is stamped in our hearts. Hello? When the image of God is stamped in our heart, that is when we can live holy. That is when all that comes out of us can please Him. Praise the Lord. That is when all our affections can be heavenly. Amen? All our thoughts can be pure. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the holiness enables us to be able to present our soul and our body in a way that continually pleases God. That we will be able to make a sacrifice pleasing unto Him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That comes when the power that can bring from darkness to light, the power that can take us from the encampment of Satan that can bring us unto God when that power come upon us. As we found in Acts 26, 18, when that power comes unto us. We read Matthew 4, 16, which says, People who sat in darkness have seen a great light. 
when we have that great life, like Saul of Tarsus, like he experienced on the road to Damascus, from that moment that he had that encounter, that the light came upon him, that he experienced that great life, his life was never the same again. Praise the Lord. So as you experience that, your life will never remain the same again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, Every desire, every desire which is not according to the will of God is liable to pierce us through many sorrows. That is the summary of that verse. 1 Timothy 6.10 You can say you are a strict moralist. You can say you have record of church attendance. You can be doing very well. But that does not equate to being born again. Praise the Lord. We need to have that experience. Our heart cry should be, Lord, I want to be born from above. Amen. What is the evidence or the marks of new birth? Praise the Lord. What is the marks of the new birth? The fact is, true faith provides us with power over sin. In Romans 6, Romans chapter 6, from 1 to 11, we will not read it. But something interesting you will find out or discover in that passage, Romans chapter 6. There is a power that is over sin. There is a power that is over sin. In Romans 6, 2, it says, We shall have power to be able to live above sin because we are dead to sin. Anyone that is dead can no longer live. So we are dead to sin. Praise the Lord. In 6, 4, Romans 6, 4, we walk in the newness of life. Our experience should be that who has been dead and is alive in Christ Jesus, that lives new. Amen? Our whole man is crucified with him. If we are still struggling with sin, it means that power is lacking in us. What of peace? Will we experience peace when we have this exchange of life. In Romans 5.1, we say we have peace with God. We have peace with God. In John 14.27, when Jesus was living, he said, Peace I live with you. Peace I live with you. He knows, Jesus Christ knows that if it's not seated in our heart, if it's not, if it's image, it's not in our heart that we will struggle. And that's why he reminded us that he is living his peace with us. So that whenever we know we are in trouble, we know who to call. Praise the Lord. Philippians 4, 7, Paul said, This peace passes all understanding. This peace passes all understanding. Praise the Lord. This is the peace that no powers on earth or in hell can remove. 
because it is based in Christ Jesus. And this peace, every wave of storm, every power that confronts it shall be defeated because it is only standing upon the rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. So the peace that we're talking about is not happiness that is all around you as a result of what you have, but it is an inner experience because you have been born again. Praise the Lord. Another thing that is a mark of this new birth is hope. First Peter 1.3, it says, God has begotten us again unto a lively hope. A lively hope. It is not a dead hope. Any hope that we have as a result of promise from a man, any hope that we have as a result of promise that is not rooted in the word of God, it is a dead hope. Praise the Lord. It is a dead hope. But God said he has given us a lively hope. A hope that will see us to eternity. Praise the Lord. See, having this hope called for purification and holiness. As in 1 John 3. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Another mark of the new birth is love. Romans 5.5 5 says, the love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That love is not a love that is sectional. It is not a love that is selective. It is a love that fills our heart to overflow. Praise the Lord. That all those that have contact with us, we experience that we are full of the love of God. Praise the Lord. Galatians 4 says, talks about the love of the Father. The love of the Father is that love that draws us to look unto Jesus for everything in our life. We don't run to human, we don't run to anyone, but we seek Him, Jesus alone, to visit us in every situation of our life. Whatever our body or our soul needs is found in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And in John 13, 34 to 35, Jesus Christ said, this is a new commandment, that you love for your neighbors. We love all that is around us. Love that enables every one of us to relate together as sons and daughters of God. In 1 John 3, 16, he said that love is a love that lay its life for the brethren. Praise the Lord. 1 John 4, 7 says, For love is of God. 1 John 4, 7 says, For love is of God. And everyone that love is born of God and knoweth God. And in verse 8, he concluded that he that loveth not, he that loveth not, knoweth not God. That means he's not born again. Praise the Lord. 
he who loves not is not born again. Another mark of this new birth is divine nature. Praise the Lord. In Second Peter chapter 1, 3 to 4, we can paraphrase and say, we become partaker of divine nature. And what is this divine nature all about? It means that we are sons and daughters of God. We have access to divine earth. In John 15, 5, Jesus Christ said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you abide in me, if we abide in him, the same fluid that is flowing through Jesus Christ is that which runs through our life. And that means nothing can keep us away from enjoying a divine head. Praise the Lord. Third John 2 says, as our soul prospers, so we will be in health. That is, as we grow daily in him, we ought to enjoy divine health as well. And there is power for greater works. Part of the divine nature is that there is power for divine works. In John 14, 12, say there is power for divine health. He said, I give life. This life is abundantly. In John 10, 10, part of the divine nature that we all to partake of is that we will have a life that is abundant. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In 1 John 1, 7, he said, This blood, the blood of Jesus, it cleanses from all sin. That means every yoke, every yoke in our life shall be defeated, shall be broken, because that blood flows through us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There is another thing that we ought to take notice of as part of the nature of God. In 1 John 3, 9, let's read that. In 1 John 3, 1 John 3, verse 9. Whosoever is born of God, do not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. There is what is called the seed of God. At new birth, that seed is in us. Part of the exchange that we experience when we become son of God is that there is a seed of God in us. The seed of God produces its nature, produces the nature of God in us. That seed produces the character of God in our lives. And that seed gave us a new culture. Because the seed that is in us, we cannot sin. And that seed gives us a new culture. That is a culture of joy, joy unspeakable. Joy that is not dependent on happenings around us. We just bubble with his joy. That nature, the new culture, gives us experience of faith. A faith that is not shaken by any situations in our life. And that nature also, the seed of God, also produces a new culture that is called unity. Same as 
was experienced that was experienced in Acts chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Because they were together in one accord, the power of God came down upon them. As we fellowship together, as we sit together, when we have that experience, that we experience the unity of God, the power flow of God will not be hindered. Amen? Praise the Lord. Prayer line runs through us in that new culture. And we have testimony of his goodness every moment of our life. That is the part of the new culture that the seed of God produces in us. We will be full of power to be able to do his will. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Matthew chapter 10, we want to look at eternal salvation now. Matthew chapter 10, let's read verse 22. Matthew 10, 22. Matthew 10, verse 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. After we become born again, and we have this experience of the new birth, we need to endure to the end. There is a salvation that is waiting for us at the end of our journey on earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we need to endure every situation that comes our way. The moment we are born again, the devil knows that we are on our way to glory. And he wants to do all to make sure that he delay the train of our heaven bound. He wants to do all to keep us head bound. That is the tactics of the devil. But because we have the seed of God in us, because we have the nature of God in us, because the power of the Most High is upon our lives. It will enable us to endure even to the very end. That we will finish well. Whether persecution, whether mockery, whatever it is that brought our way, whether the storms of life, whether the trials of our faith, God has deposited in us His seed that will keep us true to the very end. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 2 and we see what we ought to do. Philippians chapter 2. Praise the Lord. It's 5 to 13, but I will read verses 12 and 13 of Philippians chapter 2. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 13. For it is God which walketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Praise the Lord. That verse 13 can be paraphrased as God breathes 
good desire into our heart and it bring it forth for the pleasure of him and him alone. God is the one that enables us to desire to do any good. Amen? He is the one that will enable us even to accomplish it as he put it in our heart. So therefore, when you look at verse 12, it says, Walk out your salvation. Even as the seed of God is in you, you are to walk out your own salvation. Walk out means doing a thing very, very thoroughly. Amen? We have to do all that we need to do in completeness. In completeness, thoroughly. It says, work out your own salvation. Your own, it means, you have to do it yourself. The eternal salvation we are talking about requires you to work it out. And you have to do it yourself. Because there is seed of God in you that can empower you to achieve this good desire. And it is your salvation. There is a salvation that we have when we made up our mind that we want to please God. Amen? And for us to be able to fulfill the will of God, to be able to accomplish all that we need to do, we have to run a race. We have to run a race. It is not just for us to become born again and just be singing hallelujah that we are home bound. There is a work to be done here on earth. Praise the Lord. There are battles to fight. The good thing is, victory has been declared even before that battle starts. Amen? And that should give us excitement. Praise the Lord. The word of God says, in this world there shall be tribulations. But be cheerful because he has overcome. Amen? Amen? He has overcome on our behalf. Praise the Lord. In Romans 13, 11, let's quickly look at it. Romans 13, 11. The word of God says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Our salvation is nearer than when we believe. So that eternal salvation requires us to be conscious of what time we have. Amen? And to be awake, to be at alert, awake out of sleep. It is not yet time to take vacation, to be time off and start rejoicing. Amen? It is not yet time. We have to stay alert. We have to stay undistracted so that that salvation at the end will be our portion. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amplified Bible said, there is another salvation after we believed. See, that is final deliverance. 
That is how Amplified Bible puts Romans 13, 11. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 5, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 8 to 10, he talks about the hope of salvation at last. The hope of salvation at last. He said, God did not select us to condemn us, but for us to obtain his salvation. That at Christ's appearing, we might live together with him and share his life. That is the purpose of God for you and for me. In Hebrew 1.14, Hebrew 1.14, we can paraphrase this as angels are even dispatched to minister to us so that we will inherit this salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hebrew 9.28 talks of expectation of this salvation. Hebrew 9.28. It talks about expectation of this salvation. It says, at the second appearance of Jesus, he brings full salvation. He will bring us to full salvation. But who are those that will experience that full salvation? Say those, according to Amplified Bible, those that are eagerly, constantly, and patiently waiting for and expecting Him. If we are not waiting, if we are not patient, that full salvation at the appearance of Jesus, we will not experience. But God will keep us waiting. God will enable us to be eager. God will enable us to be willing to be able to wait to the very end. Praise the Lord. In 1 Peter 1, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, he said, We are kept by His power to inherit this salvation. This salvation we are talking about, we are kept by the power of God to inherit it. Because this salvation that will be released, that will be revealed to us at the last time, is only the power of the Most High that can keep us to the end. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How do we attain this eternal salvation? How do we attain in Isaiah chapter 1, let's turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. We look at verses 16 and 17 of Isaiah chapter 1. The word of God says, Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. 17. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. What to pick from that passage is cease to do evil and learn to do well. 
we have to stop one and start the other. Praise the Lord. The step to follow to eternal salvation is for us to flee from all appearance of evil. Abstain from it. Flee every evil work. Flee every evil word. Praise the Lord. In John 2, verses 16 to 17, we saw the, the disciples, when they saw Jesus Christ at the temple, when he was commanding those that were doing buy and selling, they recognized that the zeal of the Lord was upon him. The zeal of God to do good works must rest upon us. Amen? We ought to search the scriptures as in Acts 17:11, just as the Berean Christians that were searching to know whether the word is true or not. As we wait patiently, as we wait eagerly for the coming of our Lord, we are to search the word of God. In Colossians 4, 6, it says, let our conversation be heavenly. See that be in grace and our words are seasoned with salt. That our word doesn't hurt others around us. That our word brings peace and comfort to all that hears us. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the word of God encourages us to be steadfast, to be unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the works of the Lord. He said, we should deny ourselves and take off our cross. Matthew 16, 24. And Mark 10.21 Matthew 16.24 And Mark 10.21 That we must take our own cross daily. Praise the Lord. We have to deny ourselves of every pleasure that does not prepare us for taking pleasure in God. Anything that we enjoy doing that does not glorify the name of our Lord, we have to separate from it. Amen? That is taking our cross. Taking our cross may not be that easy, but by His grace, He will enable us to put our flesh, to put it down, to be able to receive strength to do that which will bring glory and pleasure to his name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In John 6, 27, he says, Labor not for me that perish. Labor not for me that perish, but for that which endureth for eternal life. Amen. All our focus, all that we desire of, must be that which brings pleasure to our God. 
he must be that which perisheth not. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When we spend time praying, when we spend time ministering to the others, when we spend time evangelizing, when we spend time doing all that will bring pleasure to him, we are heaven bound. Amen? But when we spend all our time for our own pleasure, that doesn't glorify God, that doesn't bring pleasure to Him, we are not expectant, we are not waiting, we are not patient for eternal salvation. Praise the Lord. The Word of God in Revelation 22:20 says, I come quickly. And John said, Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. It means we ought to be ready. It means we ought to be expectant of his return. Matthew 24:42 says, We have to watch. And 2 John 8 says, There is a full reward. The Lord is coming soon, and He will take those and those that are waiting eagerly for Him alone. Praise the Lord. We have to stay connected. In Hebrew 2, 9 to 11, He called our Lord as captain of our salvation. That is, Jesus is the foundation of Every saved soul. What it means is, we have to stay connected to him alone. To Jesus alone. After we have received the salvation, after our soul has been saved by Lord Jesus Christ, we need to work out, like we have seen in Philippians 2, our salvation, the eternal salvation, with fear and trembling. We have to remain connected to him just as the branch to the vine. Anything, any assignment, anything on earth that will not allow us to remain as a branch to vine, which is Jesus Christ, we ought to stay and flee from it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In Hebrew 5, 9. The Bible says, He is the author of eternal salvation. He is the author of eternal salvation. What does this mean to us? An author is someone that has authority on his work. And it's only Jesus Christ that has authority over us all. And He is the one that will determine where every soul heads. So if we are not stay connected with him, if he does not know us, if he does not know our work, that means the author of salvation does not know us. He will determine the eternal destination of everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This afternoon, I believe that God has spoken to us. He has convicted us of that which we need to do. As many as are yet 
to have that new birth experience. God is saying to you, it doesn't matter how long you have been in church. It doesn't matter whether you are born in the church. If you are not born again, you have not commenced the journey of eternal salvation. Praise the Lord. As many as are born again, but one way or the other, you are struggling with sin. That means that seed of God is not alive in you. It doesn't matter what that sin is. It doesn't matter whether it's big or whether it's small. There is no other definition for sin but sin. If we are struggling with sin in any form, this afternoon, you have an opportunity to say, Lord Jesus, come afresh and take over, take the throne of my heart. Let the image of God be stamped in your heart afresh. This message, God has confirmed it times and times in the course of time. And I have the grace of God to stand before us all to be able to release unto us what the Spirit of God is saying to the church at this time. Last Friday, the whole area was filled up. How many do you see around today? They came and they left. We need to know where we are heading to. It's not our church going. It is not our morality. It is not the fact that we have titles. It is not because of anything that the world is acknowledging of us. It is that which heaven knows about us. Jesus is the author of our salvation. If he says he does not know us, that gate to heaven is shut. Praise the Lord. Even as you have heard this afternoon, I want you to search your heart. Where are you heading to? That little girl thought she's too young to give her life. I knew of a man that gave his life at age 70. And he lived four years after that. And if you see this man in church, he was there first and he lived last. God found him at 70. And God took him away at 74. God is still giving us that grace. To make amends, we do not know when it will come. We do not know when it will come. Let's be on our feet. Let's rise up. Let's consider what we have had. Let's ask God that grace to hand well that God release unto us. Let's ask God to keep us to the very end.
And even as all eyes are closed, I plead unto you this afternoon, if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, this is not just a church issue. It is has to do with your making heaven. This afternoon, recognize Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life and come unto him. Let your hand be up. Identify yourself and let God identify with you this afternoon. That you will start this journey and that God, because of the encounter today, will hold you by the hand and see you through. Is there anyone in the house that wants to say, Lord Jesus, I'm giving my life unto you today. I'm starting afresh today. As many as want to rededicate, heaven is open over our life this afternoon. Ask God to come afresh, even as all eyes close. Ask God to release His Spirit to come afresh upon your life. of you who do not know or accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the time for you to accept him because there is no life in this world without Jesus Jesus came to this world to give life to every mankind he is the Lord and he is the Savior no one can make it heaven with sin. The sin has to be forgiven. Jesus gave his life. Last week we know, as we heard, many came, how many of them, but how many of them really or truly accepted that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. If any one of you who do not know he is always waiting it's not God's will that any one of us to be perished Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank the Lord for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Because you loved us, you sent only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to this world. You put him on the cross. Lord, Lord, 
by giving his precious life you saved us today we are standing here as your sons and daughters calling you as a abba and father we thank you for your mercy thank you lord for the new life that you given to us lord still we praying for anyone of among us in this place this those who do not know you are accept your son jesus as their lord lord you speak to them speak to their heart open your word god so loved the world he gave his one and only begotten son jesus christ yes lord this is your word and your promise father open the spiritual eyes of your children let them believe in your word accept your word obey your word lord have a new life in their lives oh father thank you lord for your grace once again thank you lord for your servant whom you used in this thing to bring this the very foundation message or the prime message of salvation to us in this day oh father let your anointing be upon him in multiple portions let him be used in the days to come so that many will come to hear you and know you father use each and every one of us who are standing here as your servants put this burden now hearts of father because we know you have a great plan and a great purpose for every one of us as we enjoy the blessings the privileges from you o father help us to share that love to others who those who do not know you as your father and the same way lord we pray as you chosen us as your servant as your children help us to walk in the way that you want us to be obey you in everything what you commanded us that obey you what you lord the way that you led us oh father yes lord without you we know and we have nothing give us your grace bless us bless us in this day oh father lord we take authority in the name of your son jesus christ lord whatever the hindering spirit which lord comes against us lord to know you or to follow you we rebuke them in the name of jesus christ because there is power in the name of jesus there is power in the blood of jesus christ and there is victory in the name of our lord jesus yes lord battle is ours and yours and victory is ours oh father you won the victory on our behalf lord help us to live a victorious life on this earth oh father help us to be a blessings to one another Lord as we are going to depart from this place take us safely to our respective home Lord help us Lord to remain or uh, remember your word which you have spoken we will not leave this place without your word help us to carry your word along with us as a blessing and we will be a blessings to share to others really those who do not come to 
the saving knowledge of your son Jesus. In Jesus' most exalted name, we offer this prayer. Let us share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. May God bless you all.